Well, good day to everybody. Glad to be back and uh, doing another episode. So we know the greatest happiness in life is all about relationships with people, specifically our family, friends, and of course our co-workers. And we're going to use the uh, premise of the book by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. Understanding each of our fellow mates, our loved ones, our families, love languages would better help us understand how to build those relationships. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Father and Son. It's your hosts, Isaac Ketchatorian, the millennial. And this is the father of Sri Ketchatorian, Generation X, best generation there is. Hey, hey, I don't know about that. But what I do know is that we're going to be having genuine conversations about tough topics from both of our generations. Let's get this going. So, Isaac, do you know what the five love languages are? I do. Uh, number one, in no particular order, would be words of affirmation. Two is acts of service. Three is quality time. Four is gift receiving or just gifts in general. And then a five is physical touch. Awesome. I bet you can't guess what my love language is. I know exactly what your love language is. All right, go ahead. Let's see what you got. I think that it is quality time. You are 100% correct. Ooh, all right. Now, what is mine? I think yours could be a mixed baggage, actually. I think you would like quality time as well. But I also think you would have a close second of words of affirmation. Am I correct? So you think quality time is number one? Yeah, I think quality time would be like the top. But I think words of affirmation would be very, very close. Ooh, you were close, but no cigar. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I guess would... I gotta work on trying to <laughs> tap into your love language. Maybe that's what's the problem with this generational gap between Generation X and the Millennials. We don't even understand our own love languages. You understand mine, but I guess I don't know yours. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> After 28 years of your life, I don't know your love language. How terrible of a dad I am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. So, so, tell, so tell, tell me what your love language is, and then tell me, tell me where did I go wrong, and I'll tell you why I picked those. That but, is, but, a, but, he's, but I'm still flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He's dumbfounded that he got it wrong. I'm probably got, I'm probably got all my love languages wrong with my family, but we'll see what happens. So, when I and ask everybody. That's what I actually. So I thought a really fun thing to do with this podcast would be to go. And ask our wives. So I think one, you would tell me what you think mom's is. And I would tell you what I think Bree's is. And then you go ask Bree what her love language is. And I'll go ask mom and we'll see if it aligns. Well, I already did this prior to this podcast. Oh, so you already In know preparation. You know? <laughs> so you already know so, her. Yeah, but I'll sit on with her. Okay, so hers that's is, good. Her, hers is, um, guess what hers is? Let's see if you know hers. And Everybody what knows what mom's is. What's Acts mom's? of service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hers so that's, is easy. that's exactly right. So hers is right on target. Acts but of service. you were pretty close. So, I mean, at least you didn't get something that, um, well, maybe kind of. I wouldn't really necessarily actually consider quality time my number one. I would say words of affirmation is my number one. Um, and I would probably just leave it at that. Like words of affirmation has always been my number one love language. Interesting. So I was pretty close to thinking that it was 
words of affirmation. Because like I said, I was kind of a guy going back between the two, but I just figured quality time might be just a little bit above it. But anyway, I was pretty close. I wasn't that. Yeah, far. yeah. I, so I, when you when you responded, I actually thought neither one of those were actually. Oh accurate. no, yeah, no. So, you said you were pretty so close. I I was like off. It wasn't a complete He's failure. Like, no, you're off. But I thought it might have been like maybe. <laughs> you know well okay receiving so, gifts or something like that so that's why i was thinking why you're off because one my number one is words of affirmation but i would say my number two is probably physical touch mm. so i don't think even quality time is in there as yeah. like a top two yeah. contender and it's interesting because i think a person's you know you're younger than i am and i'm much older obviously um, but I think my personal love language has changed and evolved over time. So I think that's that's something that you should be aware of as think as time goes by and as you get older with your relationship with your wife and relationships with people and just just as you and yourself change and grow and just become different persons, not different person necessarily entirely, but you do have different roles as time goes by, right? One is obviously if you have children your love language can easily change. I just, uh, you know, I think that's a very possible thing for a lot of people. I think people's core love language is still going to be there, but sometimes it can oscillate a little bit. Because I think my love language, you know, when I was in the early part of my marriage was probably physical touch. Um, and it's not so much that, um, you know. And then you had four kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of times people think physical touch is... Um, kind of like all about sex, but it's, it's not entirely about that. Um, I think there is yeah. a good chance, you know, for a lot of young men, especially can, can feel that, oh, that's my love language. I could care less about all that other stuff, but the, the physical touch is my, and I think, you know, with all that testosterone in your younger years and all that, that's a very possible thing. But, but sometimes people's love languages can be physical touch, even, you know, forever. And a lot of it is all about holding hands or getting a massage or just uh, just being able to mm -hmm. shake hands with people or give hugs, you know, and they feel yeah. totally loved when they can they can receive that. I think babies, obviously, that's their love language for sure. So if you think about it, that's that's how they feel connected. You know, obviously quality time is probably to some degree, but they don't really can't register that. And they can't really register receiving gifts. They can't really register uh, words of affirmation, you know? So, um, so an infant's and a young child's love language, I think would be physical touch um, at a very early, early, early age. And then it just evolves and changes with time. It's interesting too, that you naturally give what you like to receive. Right. I talked to Brie about that. Like, I think when you know what your own love language is, because you appreciate those things, you naturally are giving those to those around you. Um, and so sometimes it's harder to like give what may not naturally be what you appreciate. And so it's important to understand what your partner wants or even just other ones like those around you that are your loved ones. Yeah. And like mom, for example, like I would say acts of service is not even... Like at the, I would say that's the bottom if I were to like categorize it. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously that's her number one. Right. And so for mom, I have to focus on ensuring that I'm doing acts of service for her, you know, even though I would love her to like give me a massage. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Because of, yeah. And I think, um, I think culturally um, love languages can have an effect. 
because I, the, the reason why I say that when we were talking about physical touch, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, the Latinx community. You know, the, a lot of the Hispanics, they, they uh, are very touchy feely as a culture, right? So when they see friends, they, um, they are very, uh, you know, it's not just a handshake and just a, a wave. Hello. They're actually embracing and kiss you know, on kiss, the cheek. kiss in the cheek. Um, and then, you know, even French people kiss on both cheeks. And, um, so I think certain cultures will help develop your love language just because of the culture that you're in. In contrast to that, I'm from Thailand, obviously, and, and our Asian culture, we don't do a lot of physical touch in greetings. We, you know, say Sawadee Kap and, you know, basically clasp our hands and like a prayer and then and bow our heads a little bit and say Sawadee Kap as a man or Sawadee Kap as a girl. But at the same time, there's not a lot. And in, in, in most cases, especially with friends, we don't do a lot of hugging. Now, with family, sometimes we do. But even sometimes with family, it's not as much physical touch as like the Latinx community. Let's put it that way. So in my opinion, I think cultures can have a definite influence on some love languages that can develop and, and it be appreciated within the person. Um, but I can tell, you know, going back to your love language, words of affirmation, you know, obviously your generation is all about social media, right? And I think a lot of millennials, this is just my opinion. You can tell me if I'm wrong or if maybe I'm just off a little bit, but I think a lot of millennials are seeking affirmation through social media. And it's all about the heart like or the thumbs up like or the comments in their social media. Mm -hmm. And that's all words of affirmation with a virtual relationship. So I could I could see that. Get me wrong. Do you think a lot of millennials would be in the same category as you and saying, hey, my love language is words of affirmation because of social media? Um, yes and no. Like, I totally see your perspective on that. And it's really interesting. Like, I didn't even think about the cultural aspect, like you mentioned, and how that influences your love languages. But in addition to the generational aspect. Um, and so thinking about like the millennials and how we yeah have grown up with a lot of social media and really like those words of affirmation. I could see why many millennials would find the need to satiate that sort of um hearing from someone or sorry not not necessarily hearing from someone but yeah hear, like seeing comments or seeing likes um and we've been used to that since a younger age and that's kind of how we've grown up but on the flip side of that like i'm just thinking about a lot of my friends um and even family who are like millennials so obviously josh my younger brother brother and your son is a millennial and i would say definitely words of affirmation isn't necessarily one of his top love languages um but and yeah, like if he, i was to guess his it was, his would be quality time for yeah sure. and his isn't like you know he's not that into social media and i've even think about brie hers maybe uh i would say that's her second but i would say her first one is quality time so mm. even just thinking about those that are closest to me I don't think that they really care as much about the social media aspect. And I don't think that that's influenced them as much. And even thinking about myself, like before social media, obviously I've had, you know, a decent following on TikTok and Instagram and do appreciate people's support, but more than like people's comments or likes are when people share personal thoughts with me 
and convey those to me. And those words stick with me for like forever. Mm. So if somebody tells me, you know, I love what you're doing and you bring, you know, a lot of joy to my life and my day simply just by being you, like those sort of like thoughtful comments go a long way versus somebody just, you know, commenting a bunch of crying, laughing emojis. So I know that social media isn't necessarily the source of my, why my personal words of affirmation love language is the way that it is. I just think it's because in my life, when those that have been close to me or even not close to me have shared thoughts about me, even my manager at work, like if she sends a message to me and says, you're doing an incredible job, you know, I'm so appreciative of all your hard work and keep it up. Like those things stick with me and motivate me and push me to keep going because I'm hearing those words directly from my direct supervisor, right? So it's like, anytime I can, you know, hear those things and be told those things, it means a lot to me that people take time out of their day to to share that with me. And I think that has more impact than like a social media comment or something of that nature. Right. So that, that's my personal thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I get that totally. I could see how that can be part of your your love language based on all the things that you said. I also think, you know, for you personally, the uh, your personality and just your development and just um, what your natural talents and gifts are and just kind of like all those encompass a person's love language, right? So you're extroverted, you like, you know, hanging out with people. Um, that that makes it, it kind of sets the precedence for, for your love language, in my opinion. So going back to you choosing my love language and mm -hmm. quality time, why did you confidently say that? What yeah. is it that you feel that I need to feel quality time as my love language? And I'll kind of follow up on that with my own personal assessment. Yeah, I think it's like what I was saying earlier, how you give to others what you value. And I, I know that quality time is your love language because you – make such a conscious effort with each of your kids or those that in your life to give them your time. So, you know, you'll take time out of your evening or your day to call me um, and just talk and chat because you really value that time or just to spend time with each other and doing those things. Um, and I can just, I just know that, you know, obviously us living close together, like us coming to visit you means a lot to you and brings you a lot of joy when we come down to Charlotte to see you or vice versa. Um, and you love just when your family can be together. So I think just like a lot of that physical togetherness and spending that time brings you a lot of joy. And I've seen that throughout your life. And so that's why I, you know, said it so emphatically, just because I, to me, it's been pretty obvious, but I am curious because you mentioned that it changed. Like, at what point did you say you sort of pivoted and really valued time or, you, or people yeah. spending time with you as a that's a good that's a good question because, like, I think when you're when you when I'm younger, obviously, um, you know, when you're in a relationship with your wife and things of that nature, and your kids when they're young you are constantly, you know, hugging, touching, holding them, comforting them, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like I said, infants feel love, uh, their, phys you know, their, their physical touches, they're probably their natural love language. So not only do you give it to them, but you get it back. So you feel an instant, like unconditional love by just touch. And we know scientifically that 
when humans touch, there's a natural um, love hormone, you know, ha happy hormone or serotonin or dopamine, whatever hormone it is. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a, a natural, natural feel good hormone that comes into your brain that actually is very, very important. Right. So I think that's uh, very important for humans to have touch, to be mentally healthy. So I think for me, that was that was absolutely necessary. And I still think that, you know, all the love languages, we, we all, we all, I think all have all of these love languages ingrained in us, but just others are just much more um, at the top of the list, right? Kind of like ours that we talked about. So, but I think mine started to change, going back to your question, as um, the kids got older, you became teenagers, you don't need me to hold and hug, hug you, you don't want a little kiss on the cheek in the night. So physical touch became less important um, as the kids needed it less, and I didn't feel like I needed it as much. And But the time that I spent with my kids was more vitally important, and my wife, right, more so than the physical touch. So that's, that's basically, I think that's just naturally just how it kind of evolved. On top of that, do you feel like, you know, with the evolving of us becoming teenagers and kind of it changing, you also maybe didn't have as much time before uh, because you were so busy when we were younger with your career and a lot of other like responsibilities. Do you feel like, you know, now that you've gotten to your latter years, you know, you have a more flexible work schedule and um, you have more time to vacation and spend time with your family. So do you feel like because you didn't have that for so long, now that you've gotten to the latter parts of your life, you're like really wanting to spend more of that time because you didn't really get to have much of it with your loved ones as you were younger? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, everybody has a career that they have to kind of fulfill and, you know, you can only work, you have to work so many hours and uh, to fulfill that. So I don't think I was... Uh, deprived of any of that quality time in those years and obviously now that you guys are gone i feel more deprived because you guys aren't physically here so so when you know so for me that quality time was always there when i was at home you know so that was always yeah. in the on the evenings and on a weekend for sure so uh so i never really felt like uh you know that was an issue because i'm still working now so i'm still working basically the same hours so I don't think that has a direct effect on um, my quality time. You're not working the same hours. <laughs> when you Before, you used to be working Monday through Friday, like long hours when you started your practice, and now you're working like 20 hours a week. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I work the same yeah. amount of time. Yeah. Well, well, that's, been all, <laughs> yeah. that's only been just like in the last year. Though. <laughs> so, uh, well, in all reality, now that I have more time, but you guys are all away. So it's not like so spending that quality time with you is not right. as easy. But let's get back to uh, two more questions to kind of, I know we're running short on time here with our podcast, but how do we determine these love languages in our relationships? How do you best, how do you think is the best way to help? And, and who, you know, I think we should do it with everybody. We talked about it already in the podcast as we introduce it, not only towards family members and friends, but how do we really get to know a person's love language? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, at a certain point, you really just get to know somebody. And I think when you really care for someone, you want to know yeah. what they need. Exactly. Right? And so, like, it's just simple as if you're making a new friend, as you're getting to know this individual better, you, you start wondering, yeah, like, you know, what's your 
just the basics, right? Yeah, like yeah. what, what do you enjoy? And right. I think as you're, again, as you're spending time with them, it's funny. Like when I make new friends, you like see that they make such a conscious effort to do one thing, meaning like either they're making a conscious effort to spend time with you or they're making a conscious effort to maybe give you cards or share words of affirmation or um, they're giving you gifts. You can tell by, again, in my, in my mind, what somebody's doing for you when you're starting relationships or friendships kind of is a really good indicator that they appreciate those back. Themselves, right. Yeah. It's reciprocated. So they want it, that reciprocated. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, because yeah. that's why they're naturally giving it yeah. to you because that's what they would also like to yeah. see. Leading off of Ray Shetty's uh, podcast. Ray? No, I'm um, sorry. Um, Jay. Jay. Jay Shetty. Yeah, Jay. Um, you know, he talked about these five love languages, one of his podcasts, which was very insightful. So props to, to Jay. But um, he suggested um, learning a person's five language in within a week, just basically asking them and, and trying to, you know. So I think once you get to a certain point in, the, in your friendship, your relationship with your coworkers, it's really good to kind of tap into knowing what that love language is and, and, and using that to build on a more meaningful relationship. Because, you know, a lot of initial friendships are, like you said, a little bit superficial. You kind of, oh, hey, how you doing? Good to meet you type of deal. But as that starts to build, and, and I think if you're really going to make friendships and connections and, and really build good relationships with people, it's got to be some intentional, you know, um, time with them, right? So I think as that starts to get to a certain tipping point, I think it is worthwhile to get to uh, know their love language or if you're dating someone or if you're, um, you know, uh, having friendships in general. So final question, Isaac, is why, why is it even necessary? What, why is this so important? Yeah, I think that it can build closer relationships and you can thrive more in your friendships and have more meaningful relationships as you one, understand what you need, but also understand the needs or desires of those that are close to you. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. I think that's it. I mean, it's just it's as simple as that. Um, having more meaningful and productive relationships. And I think if you really want to do that, get to know get to know each other's love languages. Get to know your own love language. And um self love and, and it's yeah, important. you know, because I think some people have a hard time trying to figure that out themselves. So I think at the end of this podcast, know your love language first. Second, find the love language of your significant others, um, your family members, your coworkers, and your friends. Yeah, I they, that just hit me. It's I think that's really profound to take care of yourself and love yourself and know what your love language is. And obviously, you can share those with your loved ones. But for example, like taking care of yourself and doing the things that you know you need. So. If your love language is quality time, be okay spending time with yourself, being okay, being one with yourself, maybe whether that be through meditating or being okay being alone. Or yeah, well, you with words with affirmation, just uh, looking at yourself in the mirror and say, right. hey, I look okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you know giving I yourself may not be in the best shape, but I... But I'm okay with w- w- what my body is giving me. This is my you don't, this you is don't my think I'm, You don't think I'm in the best shape? No, I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, do we need to replay the tape? No, I, I just said you just need to be happy with who uh, you as are. An, as an example. Uh, you just need to be happy with who you are, man. Words of what, are you, what are you trying to say? Isaac, I love you who with, who, with how you are, but you know, there's always room for improvement. 
Wow. Yo, 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 yo. Those are not words of affirmation. <laughs> yo, we got to keep no, it real. Yo, there's a, there, that's, a, that's an interesting thing about words of affirmation. It's, it's such a touchy, you know, like when people make comments, it could go either way, right? Your perception of what they're saying. So sometimes people want to say something. I mean, that's a whole new conversation, but people will say something trying to have constructive criticism, but then at the same time, it those, you know, they, you, you may perceive it as negative criticism. And yeah. you don't talk to them anyway. That's a whole new conversation. Yeah. So I think words your, of affirmation can delivery. be delivery. Yeah, the words of affirmation can be kind of a little, little tricky sometimes. You know, <laughs> you're saying it, words of affirmation can be tricky. It's, it's not saying things like, you know, no matter <laughs> the fact that you're like you're, you're saying something nice, but then almost slapping it yeah, back yeah, by yeah. adding like something back, rude. Back in, yeah, it's comment. like a back slap. Yeah, yeah back in comment. comment. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. leave it at something nice. Yeah, be like, yeah. you're well, great. Guess, th you're great the way that you are no matter how you are i'll love you always no matter what like instead of being like even though you're not in the best shape hey still love yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you know it's funny even with quality times the same thing it's like you know i'll tell like moms like hey man let's 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 hang out together and we'll be like in the same room she'll be on her ipad and i'll be on my phone or whatever checking out stuff on what i'm doing and it's like, wow, that was great. We spent so much time together. And she's like, we didn't do nothing together. We're doing our own thing in the same room. That's not quality time. Or you guys are spending so. quality time together like, you know, you want or maybe she wants. And then, yeah. you know, someone does something to annoy the other person. You're like, forget it. I don't need the quality time. <laughs> That's where that's where that self-quality time needs to come yeah, in. Exactly. I need quality time with myself. <laughs> I'm going to soccer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch football in the upper chambers. <laughs> oh my God. But it's true. Like, even, you know, physical touch, it's like, you know, going and getting yourself a massage. Like, that's something that you can do for self love. But so there's a lot of ways in which you can provide that for yourself. But I think it is important to share with your loved ones what you need. But then also asking, like you mentioned, um, I didn't think of even asking like my coworkers or my manager, like what their love languages are. And as we were talking through this, it got me curious about what their love languages are. So that's a takeaway that I have from this podcast is to try to understand, you know, even in my just everyday associations, how those that I work with like to receive love, not just those like my family or my wife. Yeah. I have this opportunity to serve in the new church responsibility. And I think uh, I'm going to use this uh, podcast to kind of help build upon those relationships as I start to engage in some of the people um, and, and basically have a conversation just simply like, well, what's your love language and, and use that as a way to build on that relationship. So yeah, these are great. This is a great podcast. I've enjoyed having this discussion with you, Isaac, and um, looking forward to see everybody next time with father Ann son <laughs> have a great day everybody if you enjoyed this episode please share we appreciate your feedback and would love to know what topics you want us to discuss in the future our goal is to inspire and enable you to have healthy conversations with your loved ones all while keeping it real